Is that loud? Oh, these stupid headphones. We have to get a more professional start to the podcast. Broadcasting from Edmonton's majestic used hubcap district. Um, it's a it's a podcast. I just can't pull off a onesie. No, neither can I. Uh, that's not good. Kids today with their inline skates and their long boards that roll over everything. Totally weird and wild. It works, but it's weird. You know what's underrated? Ravioli. Oh, God, that's awful. It smells like smoke coming off someone's ass. My God, do people not know I'm at work? The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. He was on a fishing trip. Can you please tell me about the last goal he ever scored? It won the Leafs the cup. Hmm. Not enough songs like that anymore. No, I uh, tragically hit 50 Mission Cap. Where he's kind of telling a story? Yeah. Do you notice that he tells the story twice? There's only, yeah, not a lot of lyrics in that song. It's a good song. It's a banger. It is, and it's an interesting story. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Hey, I'm Garner. That's Bryce. (laughs) What's going on, Bryce? I actually stumbled across what I I can't tell which is more Canadian, a more Canadian story. It's two different headlines. Uh, So it's a bit of a Canada off, if you will. The first, Getty Lee from Rush set to appear on an upcoming episode of Murdoch Mysteries. Hmm. Will the average audience who watches Murdoch Mystery, will they know who Getty Lee is? No chance. <laughs> no chance. They'll be like, uh, who's that girl with the long hair? <laughs> <laughs> who watches Murdoch Mysteries? I don't know. It's, I have no clue. I've never seen an episode. I didn't even know that was Canadian. I think it's incredibly Canadian. Ooh. And to have Getty Lee from Rush appear on Murdoch Mysteries... His okay. first TV guest appearance, and he's like, hmm, Getty Lee, you can be on any TV show. Which TV show do you choose? This was the thing he that goes, surprised me. Murdoch Mysteries. Apparently, he has some acting chops. Let's see here. A uh, growing number of cameos and small roles on hit TV series. They include Chicago Fire. He was on there? I, I that's another show I've never seen a second of, and also known nobody who watches it. Why are all those shows in Chicago? Chicago Fire, Chicago Med, Med, and PD. I think there's a police one. PD, PD, that's what it is. Chicago Shoe Repair. <laughs> Chicago. It's a lovely city, but Chicago yeah. Accounting. I want to see them go off the beaten path and have like Tulsa Fire. <laughs> Do something yeah. different. So he was on that. He was on Chicago Fire. Apparently, he was on How I Met Your Mother. I had no idea. You watched that whole thing. I did. You don't remember Getty Lee? I don't remember him at all. Huh. And he was in that movie. Remember I Love You, Man? Yeah. Paul Rudd? They go to a a Rush concert. Maybe they credit that as a cameo. Oh. They go to a Rush show. But yeah, Getty Lee on Murdoch Mysteries. That's ultra Canadian. But what is more Canadian than that? Maybe story number two, which was, and this is the headline, Hockey stick wielding man on rollerblades arrested after toque theft in Victoria. So much Canada there. Wow. God. It's a lot to take in, but also it's one of those things where they gave away the entire story in the headline. Yeah. Do you even need to read the story now? You don't need, there's no other detail. No. A guy on rollerblades was walking or skating around, swinging a hockey stick at things and stole some ladies' toque. The only thing with that headline, with that story, and I mentioned this before is the fact that it takes place in Victoria, which is the least Canadian city 
you've ever been to. I know it's technically, it's in Canada, but I lived there for seven years and it feels like you live in England. It is very different. It and doesn't it, feel like Canada. And this might be sobering to the uh, tens of thousands, I assume, people who listen mm-hmm. in Victoria. Yeah. Uh, but you're a little different. Ooh. And I mean, and there's nothing wrong with being a little different, but I mean, you're on an island. You're literally on your own island. Yeah. And just the weather is so different from everywhere else. Oh, yeah. they all. Everybody who lives there, and I, I, I'm probably guilty of it too because I did live there for quite a few years, of, oh, you can golf year-round. But nobody does. Nobody is golfing in February out there because it's cold, it's wet. Have you ever tried to golf in the rain here? It sucks, even when it's warm. It is miserable. Yeah. And I remember driving around Victoria a couple years ago and seeing one sad palm tree. Yeah. It was having a real hard time. That's not natural. But the fact that they're trying to have Mm -hmm. an, an actual palm tree planted in the ground there. Yeah. That's not Canadian. I, I love oh, it to be, but I, it's not. I think we just lost the Victoria audience. It's a beautiful Crap. city, beautiful part of the country. Oh, no doubt about it. It but is. It's, it's a different world over there. Yeah. So, yeah, if that story, the rollerblade, if it took place in Brandon, Manitoba, yeah. maybe it'd be the most Canadian thing ever. So maybe the nod goes to Getty Lee on Murdoch Mysteries. It's pretty Canadian. Man, I still won't watch it. Mm. Hey, can I just quickly mention something here? Mm. Have we ever... Did we talk about this on the show? Did we talk about it in the podcast? Did we just talk about it in the hallway? The worst feeling, like putting on like warm bowling shoes, warm oh. rental, or sitting down on a warm public toilet seat. Like uncomfortable feeling. Yes. Did we ever talk about that? I don't think so. Oh, because I had, I want to add another one to the list. I had to put my hand in my garburator last night. Ooh, that's horrifying. It is. But every now and again, a spoon or something falls down there and you have to go retrieve it. So I had my hand down in the garburator last night <laughs> and I finally found what it was causing that heck of a racket. It was a penny. Somehow a penny ended up, and I know how it got there now, but a penny ended up in the bottom of my garburator, and I have no fingernails, so it's like it took me forever to pick it off the bottom and pull it to safety, and it's just, it would be like dropping a dime in a swimming pool, and you have to pick the dime up off the bottom, but the pool is full of sharks, and that's what putting your hand in a garburator feels like. When you have to put your hand in the garburator, you never watch the switch Closer. Oh, yeah. You're just staring at it. And to top it all off, while I had my hand in my garburator, my wife was underneath the sink looking around down there for something. It's like, get away from the switch. Her head's going to knock into it. Next thing you know, I'm going to come to work with just a bunch of nubs. Oh, How much damage would that do to your fingers? Well, I think it would mess you up. Yeah, probably. So anyway, there's got to be a better way to get stuff out of the garburator. That is a horrible feeling. Do you want to hear the fascinating tale of how a penny got in the garburator? Mm, maybe. <laughs> nah. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. You know how it did get in there? Is when when my wife buys flowers, this isn't going in the podcast. She'll she always puts pennies in the bottom of a vase with tulips, and the tulips stand upright. What? Yeah, pennies do that. The copper does something? I guess so. Weird. Don't put that in the podcast though. Oh yeah, I wouldn't dare. So uh, impulse control. Oh yeah, that's what we're doing. Do you do you have good uh, impulse control? No, I'm terrible. I mean, nothing that's ever been too costly. But you know, a good example for me would be 
I'm at Safeway, uh-huh. buying just hundreds of dollars worth of healthy groceries. Fruits and vegetables. Oh, yeah. And if there's a Mars bar at the check, I can't say no. I can't. My batting average of actually walking in there without a Mars bar is shockingly low. Really? Like if I were a baseball player, I would be demoted to the minor leagues. <laughs> I'm just not bringing the heat. When I go to, it's only London Drugs. I don't know what it is, but it's imprinted on my brain now. When I go to London Drugs, even if I don't buy anything, I hit the candy aisle and I buy a small bag of nibs, but only at London Drugs. Why is that? What's going on? Somebody please explain to me what <laughs> happens in my mind that makes me do that, and I'm unable to not do that. Ugh. It could be worse because apparently a lot of people have other big problems with their impulse control. This is the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Yesterday morning, we started talking about impulse buys. Like, what's the craziest thing you've ever just sort of bought on a whim? Maybe it was late at night. You were in the depths of a shame spiral, sitting on the couch, full of self-loathing and wonder bread. And I don't know, you bought a gym on TV. That's happened many, many times. Uh, I'm the king of impulse purchases. I don't know what it is. Every now and again, I just, I'm struck with this. I always think about the one time I was driving home from work and I pulled out of this parking lot. And if you know where we are in Edmonton, we're kind of just down the street from a huge hobby store. And I'd driven past this hobby store for, I don't know, 12 or 13 years. I just pulled into the parking lot. I'm like, maybe I'll go get a hobby. So I went in and I left with a um, a metal detector. That was an impulse buy. And really was minutes of fun. Me and my metal detector probably spent a solid maybe 10 minutes in the park. And that was about it. This one came in yesterday. God, this is funny. I have a pair of thigh-high boots that cost me more than a month's mortgage. Really? Are thigh-high boots that expensive? Anyway, so this person bought these expensive thigh-high boots. Well, a few months ago, I went out in them. The problem arose when I got home and had my very first panic attack slash claustrophobia attack. I could not get them off. I ended up having to take scissors to them to get them off. I still cry when I look at them. I refuse to toss them. I will hopefully find a cobbler to repair them. If not, well, damn. Do cobblers still exist? And I hope you at least got a whole bunch of compliments on your thigh-high boots when you wore them out before you had to cut them off. Uh, They said they were the nicest boots they've ever worn and butchered that soft leather that feels like a hug. Heels that make you feel taller than every man in the room. Still haven't told my partner how much they actually cost so he doesn't understand fully why I cry at the sight of them all cut up. Oh. You're listening to the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. I can easily go chase in a dream. Like, I could walk down this hallway right now and see a picture of, I don't know, a scooter and go, oh, I should get a scooter. And then I'll go all in on scooters for like a month. And I'll get a scooter. And then I, I will ride the scooter for, you know, 15 minutes and then I'm done with that. And it's on to the next thing. I had a PhD for a long time in being suckered into Facebook ads and being like, oh my God, I do need this lint remover. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. 
I got dog hair remover. Like I bought all this junk off of Facebook ads that takes nine years to ship to your house. Then you get it and it's the most flimsy, cheap thing of all time and it and barely you, works. And you forgot you even ordered it. And they're never cheap. The worst was I bought these sunglasses that I thought, I'm like, oh my God, cheap sunglasses. These look fantastic. They arrived. They didn't even have the lenses in them. It was just the frames. And they were like $75. So what did you do? I just ate the cost. I was oh, too ashamed. Wow. You didn't walk around with sunglasses with no lenses in them? I also had like a mini kind of freak. Like I just got furious and just hurled them in the garbage immediately. Ooh, <laughs> wow. They took forever to get there too. I was livid. Uh, I didn't get this person's name, but I like this one. I bought a 1979 Suburban off of eBay from California. Spent $10,000 on it. It was beautiful, fully restored and everything. But my husband, who isn't really a people person, hated how many people came up to him and wanted to talk about his vehicle. <laughs> so we sold it two months later. Oh my God, I can relate. Holy cow. Oh. I weirdly respect her husband so much. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's it's so true. Like it's the, I had a cool classic car a few years ago. I sold it. But I, I drove it occasionally. It was fun to drive. It was like driving around in a go-kart. But every time I got out of it somewhere, people would be like, uh, yeah, what's the firing order in that engine? What kind of cams you run? I couldn't answer any of the questions. And I didn't care enough to even find out what the firing order, whatever the questions were. I hated it. I couldn't stand the the constant questions. Yeah, sometimes you just want a cool-looking car. Yes. You don't need to know everything about it. I was actually looking at one again just a few weeks ago on Facebook Marketplace, and um, it was like a fully re restored VW van, a vintage one. And I thought, oh, that'd be kind of fun. And then I immediately said, no, too many questions. I won't be able to answer the questions. It'll be a test every time I leave the driveway. This is the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Hi, I was calling with a story about impulse buys. Oh man, I love impulse shopping. <laughs> so I'm on a medication that, as a rare side effect, increases addictive tendencies, like shopping. And I decided I needed a hobby, so I realized I was, or I decided to make 18-inch dolls by buying secondhand 18-inch dolls and recombining them. So Hang on a second. 18-inch dolls? Yeah, like um, uh, American Girl dolls. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know what those are. Yeah. So, but I bought them secondhand. So sometimes, like, an arm was missing or, you know, they'd been colored on. And so I got started taking them apart and putting them back together, but then I kind of lost interest in it, and I just ended up with a closet full of doll pieces, like headless torsos and a random leg and my husband's like it looks like there's been a doll massacre in here you need to stop you know what's going to happen is one day you're going to put all those doll parts in a duffel bag and you're going to put them in the trunk of your car to take them <laughs> to goodwill and you're going to get pulled over by the police right? next thing you know there's going to be an incident yep yep there'll be an inquiry uh -huh. and I'll, I'll have to say the meds made me do it Man, I'm not even on any meds, but that sounds like me. Like, I do stuff like that all the time. <laughs> it sounded like a good idea at the time, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, hey, what's your first name, or do you want to say? It's Catherine. Catherine, do you still have all the doll parts? No, no. My husband made me get rid of them once the dog started pulling them out of the box in the closet. Yeah, so we buried them in the yard. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
Uh, thank you for that. That's a good one. It's the Gunner Andrew Show Express Kelly Podcast. We've, we've been talking about impulse buys. Like just that thing you one day went, mm, you know what? I need that. I need $2,700 worth of doll parts or whatever it was. This one, I don't know if you've even seen this one, Bryce. It came in on the general email inbox. It's from Jody. My husband was recovering from beating lung cancer and was on dexamethasone. Okay. Dexamethasone. It's a steroid that's very helpful but has nasty, nasty side effects, psychotic behavior, no impulse control, wild spending. You get the idea. Well, before I knew it, he had racked up over $5,000 in debt on a credit card and debit cards, so I quickly snatched them away. He bought stuff, you know, like 10 hammers, <laughs> other building materials that we might need over the next 10 years. However, I did not catch him before he bought a 1988 730i BMW. Sigh, another four grand. His plan was to fix it up. He did have one before and fixed it up and always regretted that he sold it. However, that was before he had stage 3B lung cancer. It sat in the driveway for a year before I finally convinced him to let that junker come and get it. By the way, he's now 40 years old, or he was 40 years old. He's now 49 and has been cancer-free for eight years. It was all worth it in the end, in my opinion. Oh, good. That's awesome. That's glad, glad to hear. It's bizarre to me, though, that there are medications out there that would make you lose like, impulse control. Yeah, impulse control. That yeah. seems insane. Well, the woman who bought all the doll parts, she said the same thing. She's on a medication that makes her go on like wild spending sprees. That's crazy. So, I didn't know that could happen. No, it's apparently it's real. But Jody, that's a fantastic story. And I hope you have at least seven of those hammers still. <laughs> the you never hammers know. is great. You never know when you might need them. That's unbelievable. That blows my mind. I wonder what would like if I lost impulse control, I would just be eating oh. bags of chips and garbage. Oh yeah. Oh my god. You're listening to the Garden Andrew Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. We're just talking about the things that people buy impulsively. I thought I was impulsive. This person, I have a problem with impulse buying. I have three 1980s Nissan 300 ZXs, an 84, 86, and an 88. I broke the streak when I recently picked up a 1980 Toyota Celica convertible. What wow. does your driveway look like? Uh, this loves cars from the 80s. That's too many cars from the 80s. Too many cars. One car from the 80s is sort of like... It's fun. It's not, and then you realize that you know certain things. They're not as comfortable as a modern vehicle. It just strikes me as a weird decade to fall in love with the automobiles. I know. Well, who those Toyotas from the '80s and even the Nissans from the '80s? Those were fine-looking vehicles. My first car was a Honda from the '80s. Uh, that was actually a good-looking car. Not yours, but I know the car you're talking about. The Prelude. Yeah, I don't miss it, hmm. but hey, more power to you. Hey, uh, Fleur is listing again over there in Nova Scotia. My OCD gives me impulse control issues. Over the last two years, I must have spent a few thousand dollars on Top Hatter. If you're not familiar, it's an auction site full of mostly cheap garbage. I have eight Bluetooth speakers. Top Hatter? Yeah. I've never heard of it. I'm afraid to look at it because what if I lose all control? Well... Before you know it, you'll probably own a sack of 450 rubber ducks and a home ice cream maker. What was one of those other auction sites? 
AliExpress. Oh, there was one other one uh, where you had to plunk down money and it cost every time you put a bid down on an item. Oh, I don't it's like you could that. get a TV for $8. Nobody ever got an $8 TV. I blew so much money on that. Oh, no, really? Yeah. I, I didn't understand how it worked and I was bad at auctions and it was just a cacophony of bad decisions. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. The person who just texted and bought a $450,000 lakefront pigeon lake cabin one year ago. Oh my. Uh, without even seeing it. Ooh, ooh. They put their bid in, I think just before noon, found out at two, told their wife at three, drove out there at five to see the place. Wow. That's a whirlwind of a day, isn't it? That's a big old day. Oh, and you know what? It's A person earlier said their impulse weakness is cars from the 1980s, like Japanese import cars from the 80s. And I think they say they had three Nissan 300 ZXs and just added a 1980s Toyota Celica convertible to the mix. So they got a driveway full of cars from the 1980s. Interesting choice. In various states of... So when I think of like top automobiles that people drool over i think of you know cars from the 50s and the 60s i don't think of the 1980s oh no some of those cars from the 80s are cool like they are the the toyotas the Celica, the supra have you ever seen a supra from the 80s that's a good looking car so my first car was from the 80s and i just remember crank windows yeah the lights the headlights that flip up that in winter would be frozen shut yeah because you were asking when you asked the question why is it that people are into cars from the 80s somebody eloquently texted and said whatever music fashion cars you were into when you first started um, having special smooches kissing girls those are the cars you will love forever Hmm. okay maybe that makes sense takes you back to the glory days uh, Japanese cars from the late 80s, early 90s have a special place in my heart. The styling and technology on most of those vehicles was way ahead of its time. That guy with the full driveway is living my best life. If I only had the cash to fund all the impulse vehicles and parts. Haha, <laughs> B. Yeah. It's funny because, yeah, maybe they were in the 80s ahead of their time, but now. Yeah. You know. I, don't I, feel, know. I feel like there are shoes for sale that are worth more than that. <laughs> The car that I drove. I feel like every 1980s vehicle that I would get into, it would just smell like 35 years of smoking. Uh, Oh, here's another one. To add to the impulse buying stories, I've spent close to 20 grand over the past 10 years impulsively buying Star Wars collectibles and decorations. Every time I see some cool Star Wars thing, I have to buy it. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. It's good to see so many impulsive people out there. It's crazy. This one, ooh, this one resonates with me. My lack of impulse control is Hawkins Cheesies. Every dang time Savon Foods has them on sale, they're always right beside the checkout. Two for six dollars? I'd be wasting money to not buy them. Um, two for six dollars, not a great deal. You go to Sobeys and get them two for five. Ooh. No, I have a weakness for those as well. The chocolate bars at the till. Ah, the siren song is too loud. Oh, God, this one. Do we have time for one more? Sure. Let's make time. My uncle went out drinking one day. The next morning, he woke up and asked his buddy, whose snowmobile was that in the back of his truck? His friend informed him it was his. He had put a $20,000 sled 
on his 20% interest credit card while he was drunk. Oh. I think they've made rules now to prevent drunk people from charging that much money on a credit card. And I read stories like there's so many of these major purchases like this that people have made when they're drunk. And I think to myself, am I the best person in the world at being drunk? Am I good at that? Because you've never bought 20 grand worth of sled? I've never done anything super dumb. No, I don't think I've never bought anything crazy. I've never made weird phone calls. I've never sent weird texts. Well, there's the one police chase. I mean, that was a one-off. And you were a passenger. (laughs) And I was totally innocent. Yeah. No, I just, uh, God, maybe I am good at something. It is funny, though. There are a few that have come in lately of people being like, drunk me, impulse buys stuff for sober me. That's come in a few different times, people saying the same thing. Yeah. So it happens a lot. Okay, one more. I had a serious impulse purchase problem for unicorns. Mm. I love unicorns, but only unicorns. I would throw away the Pegasus, horse with wings, or Alicorns, unicorn with wings, when people gave them to me. I still have my unicorn collection. Cost me just over $7,000. Seven grand on unicorns. There are plates, Christmas ornaments, figurines, <laughs> and two tattoos. Oh, wow, tattoos. Yeah. I didn't know that the unicorns with wings were a different category. No, I thought they were all unicorns. Yeah. I thought a unicorn was just a horse with a traffic cone on its head. Wow. That's what I thought it was. It's impressive. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you found something you like, so enjoy it. Don't be ashamed of it. Yeah. Seven grand on unicorn stuff, though. That's too much unicorn stuff. Is that the, is it fine china? Do you think they put it in a cabinet and only use it on holidays? <laughs> Do you have a curio cabinet full of unicorns? We have so many questions about your collection. Thanks for listening to the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Theme music by Garner Andrews. Guests of the podcast stay in the dumpster behind the building in the rail yard. Classy.